Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Walk and Talk podcast. We have a special guest here that wants to share his life experiences growing up in an abusive, excuse me, in an abusive household. Um, Mimi was kind enough to come on a few episodes back and she talked about the experience her daughter is going through having to having been in an abusive relationship so I have a friend that came forward and he wanted to share his story about what he went through coming up in the hopes that it would help other people that either are going through something similar or are just simply trying to recover from that part in their lives so with that being said you know we're not going to mention names or anything like that but we just want to have his story out there so anybody that is struggling through something like this can have something to fall back on and to know that they are not alone in this in this world so with that being said i'm going to turn the flow over to you and thank you for coming to be on the show it's my pleasure um uh, you can start at from any point well let's do it like so I remember you made you mentioned that you know you had a pretty problematic upbringing, and if you want to share it, and you wanted to share it with the listeners, so um, what would you like to, to um, warn people against? Man, I mean, I don't. It's kind of hard to decipher. Well, it's kind of hard to choose where to start. I mean, uh, whatever you feel comfortable with, it, it's fine. Maybe it makes sense to go back a little to the beginning, a little prelude. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's June 12th, well, it's a few days after my birthday in 1993, my mom's being discharged from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And see, the thing is, my mom and my dad were struggling to make ends meet to keep a roof over their heads. And I learned that on my way home from the hospital, my mom tried to tell me not to tell the story, but you know what? Ever since I heard the story, I it just... It doesn't sit well with me, so I'm going to go ahead and let it out anyway. Okay. Well, it's whatever learned, you feel comfortable with, you know. I learned that um, he tried to... My dad tried to cause a car accident that could have caught and got me killed. Where he could have collected money to pay his rent. But thankfully, my grandparents, they stepped in and they paid their rent for them to keep them afloat. But then as time went on, I mean, as baby, you don't really know right from wrong. You, So I don't remember anything from, let's say, it's from the moment I came into this world till I was about three or something. But mm-hmm. as time went on, like four or five years old until my early 20s, I remember in grade school and I used to ask my dad for help with the homework. For every mistake I'd make would result in being yelled or being spanked. For every mistake I made, or even if I brought home bad grades from school, it would result in being spanked or being yelled at or punished. Somewhere, but then I just remember when I was like in third grade, that's when I first heard about the term known as child abuse. It was the first week of school, it was a Thursday. I'll never forget August of 2001, and I just remember. I forgot rushing to get home. I forgot some of my books from school. So that when I forgot a book from school, that means that'd be a homework assignment I'd miss. And when my dad got mad at me over that, I remember being hit upside the head with a yardstick at eight years old. And also, I also remember being spanked with a tennis racket. And me and my brother were being spanked with tennis rackets. And I remember I told word about this to school, to the school social worker, school social worker was eager to call CPS and but thankfully but my dad tried to make it my dad tried to put on a pretty face and paint a picture that he was just yelling at me but somewhere along the line as I grew older the spankings got progressively worse where it started as yelling then it started as spanking, and then somewhere along the line, the spanking just flat out turned into beatings. Where I remember at 10 years old, being hit with a closed fist for the very first time from my dad. And 
um, just in there used to be nights I used to be so upset and I used to be like why is my dad gunning after me the way he is what did I do and why does my dad hate me the way he does and somewhere along the line like I just and then years back fast forward to like 2006 I remember my dad had a brain surgery my dad is a, was also a, a frail man battling with type 2 diabetes high blood pressure and a bad heart and at birth he had a shunt in his brain in 2006 he was complaining about too many headaches where they had to remove that shunt from his brain and this surgery had a low survival probability mm-hmm. but he overcame it he beat the odds and for a while I was saying yes my dad's gonna stop drinking we're gonna be a family mm-hmm. we're gonna be one big happy family but like let's say around December 27th 2006 two days after Christmas and after my grandmother his mom rest her soul went back to go to Alabama where she was living the mood swings got worse and I just remember I made a mistake because I did I forgot what it was I did on December 28th of 2006 my dad was just yelling at me for all the weirdest reasons imaginable the next day my dad yells at my brother because he was walking he went we were he didn't know he had a stain on his shirt and I just remember my dad was just on December 30th 2006 my dad used to just yell and spit in my face and I'm yelling at him and I got mad at it and I don't and I still question this out of 13 year old me when I told him you need to get out of my face and I just remember he pushed me against the wall and started beating me up, punching me in the head and in the stomach. And for a while, we went a few week or two, we went a few weeks without talking to each other. Somewhere along the line, in like November of 2007, he got mad at me because the Lord only knows what reason and just started shoving me against the wall, beating me again. Now it's, and I remember you were saying the thing where you, you felt that once once he got better from having the thing removed, that he would stop drinking. So did he go back to drinking, or he did? He did go back to drinking, and and he didn't know. He my dad could do wrong, and so he's he saw no flaws in his actions. Hmm. I remember there used to be days when I used to go to grade school between 7th, 8th, and even throughout high school, I used to question, what am I going to come come home to? Most days, every day after school, my dad wouldn't be home until he wouldn't come home until 7 to 8 o'clock that evening, drunk. So the alcohol was a big portion of the, the yes. problem? Yes. And plus, his upbringing, because his dad used to beat him too. And he used to fight with his dad, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a lot of... It's not to diminish your situation, but... The, the beat... Not I want to say beatings, but, you know, discipline in certain black households is almost the norm. You know, Here's the thing. People I'm just... all for discipline. I mean... But here's the thing. I have Asperger's, but... Being called all kinds of dummies and retards all kinds of names is try to say you're stupid mm-hmm. I'm not for that right but I understand okay if I'm sassing you if I'm back talking you that's grounds for a spanking right if I say I'm, I'm not going to do you can tell me to do one thing and I say I'm not doing it out of willful disobedience then that's uh, then that's grounds for spanking right I was never oh, here's the thing or if I was misbehaving in school intentionally, then that's uh, or written up for misbehaving. That's grounds for a spanking. Right. But 
because I bring home bad grades or, uh, okay, bringing home bad grades, that's grounds for punishment. You can't watch TV. You can't play games. You can't go outside until you bring up your grade. Mm -hmm. You can't do X, Y, and Z until you pull up your grades or you can't do X, Y, and Z until you do, you can't do A, B, and C until you do X, Y, and Z. Right. Meaning like you can't watch TV, you can't play the game until you clean your room or until you do clean this kitchen to clean the house. And after that, then we'll see what it, where the day takes us. Right. But then, but I just remember one time, I still even, this, I have something that still haunts me. Mm-hmm. A few days, like a few days after Christmas, in 2004 and God my, me having the memory that I have it's good, a good thing but it's a scary thing at times too because I wish I could treat it like a memory card whatever I don't want to remember yeah just delete uh, I can erase I, I wish I can erase it trust me I understand that because I remember I just remember it was a few days after you Christmas take, take your time you don't I asked my dad, can I, I just asked him, can I borrow the memory card, or the PlayStation 2 memory card, to show my friend where we are on, on a video game, and my dad just started beating me in front of my friend, he sees me getting spanked, my, my friend sees me getting spanked, I was like, I remember how embarrassed I was crying, getting hit by him, saying, man, look, I gotta go, I'll see you later, mm-hmm. and I just remember, Somewhere along the line, when he let me off of punishment, but I did some other mistake. My dad showed how frustrated he was with me, where he was like, Boy, I am tired of you. I am tired of you. I'm fucking tired of a retard of a son that I have for you. And part of his thing, when you're 11 years old, you're tempted to fire back with not as much as tired I am with you, but no, I told him I had to show restraint. I had to say, Keep your mouth shut and let it. And my mom, she had was like, "You don't have to call my son all that." Mm-hmm. And I was so like, "Your mom was my mom tried to, my mom tried to stop him when he was wrong." My daddy said, "Stop treating him like a little girl. Stop treating him like a sissy." So is it? So did your and mom... sometimes there used to be times where the beatings were so bad. I know I'm jumping all over the place. No, take but it, dude. Hey, however you feel like sharing your story, just share your story. There's, there's no judgment Because I remember all. one time, I remember my dad spanked me before I left for school one morning. And I just couldn't take that spanking off my mind. Where the school administrator, someone from school called my mom and said, Trevor's not doing so good, ma'am. You need to, think you need to send somebody to come and get him. And next thing you know, you hear my name, I hear my name on a loudspeaker. Trevor Marshall, can you come to the principal's office? You're being checked out. My dad had a doctor's appointment, so my mom was like, we're going to go pick up your dad from the doctor. I want you to come with me. So, as I see my dad get in the car, I'm going to beat your ass some more when we get home. And I'm like, and my dad was like, my mom was like, come on, man, that's enough. So why, and, why? And then, you know, as soon as we walked in, I had that panic look on my face with tears streaming down my face. And my my mom just, and I was kind of mad at my mom, how she just drove away to go to my grandmother's house to say, God, he's going to beat my baby. And I was like, and, uh, and here I am, in my bedroom on my knees crying my eyes out bloody well bloodied backside and my mom's going like he heard all she I was mad at her for a while when she was like she when I see her crying saying baby I'm sorry so so did she she left to go by your grandmother to get to just tell her what was taking place yeah and I just remember my dad just beat me just cursing me out and beat me to my dad and I'm saying to myself this isn't fair and then you know what it's so funny how through all the abuse 
the tears of sorrow turn into rage. And that rage, uh, no, and then I just remember drought, and then I just remember drought, some of the, the instances the, the fights would get from bad to worse, and that rage would keep building and building, and plus I got tired of seeing my dad come home drunk. Mm-hmm. And I just remember Mother's Day 2011. We, I was hoping for a peaceful day that day. And I just remember me and a few friends, we were going to do something like play with airsoft guns. And my dad was like, you're going to really let people shoot at you with those things? I'm like, but dad, we're wearing protective gear. And then, but my dad didn't understand that. So he just escalated to when he said, I'm about to beat the, I'm about to beat the fuck out of you. And... I just remember he punched me in the face. And when he used to punch me, I used to get irritated. Like, don't punch me. Don't hit me. And I just remember right then and there, I knew things before things got better. They were going to get a whole lot worse. And I, that was the, in 2011, 17 and going into 18 years old. I just remember... I almost pushed my dad down the, the, the stairs when he tried to hit me. Well, you were I was trying altercation, to, right? I was trying to escape. Mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally mean to hurt him. Well, would want to try to hurt him. Then mm-hmm. I just was... And then you know the harsh reality of the situation is a month later, the Saturday before Father's Day of the same year, a week after my 18th birthday. So I tried to take a little initiative. I'm like, okay, I see Sunday's Father's Day. I'm going to do something to make it that my dad will appreciate. Right. I'll mow the lawn for him. So even uh, through all of this, you still were trying to be... I was still trying to be nice, to be the good son, a good son. My brother, I remember in 2010, him and my brother were falling out. My brother decided to move in with my grandparents. And because my dad, because he said, I don't want to have any animosity towards dad. So I feel I, it's best that I leave. So my dad, my brother moved out in late 2009, early 2010. Okay. But now, but, but see, with my, but see, with my grand, when I was in, in 2011, my mom didn't want me to move out. My mom, because I'm the youngest of two, and my mom's heavily over, overprotective of me. But I remember, I, while I was trying to mow the lawn, I made a mistake. I actually I put too much oil in the lawnmower, mm-hmm. and the lawnmower was smoking. And I'm like, man. I'm, and then I tried to cut the grass. My dad was like, son, why didn't you finish the grass? And I'm like, the lawnmower is smoking. I put too much oil in it. How in the hell you did a damn full ass thing like that? And I'm like, dad, I just made a mistake. Please don't yell at me. You made a mistake because you're too goddamn stupid. I'm like, dad, that's not necessary. So. My mom's in her room taking a nap. I was in the den watching, I guess, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. My mom comes in there. She's like, what's going on? And I just remember my dad pushes me on the ground. And my, and my mom, my dad, my mom yelling, stop. And there's another part of the story I did leave out. Because I remember somewhere along the line, even in March of 05, when I was getting ready for school, I forgot my backpack. I get called stupid for that. So it's and I just remember he punched me in the nose when I was eleven. My mom just was like, "Stop!" His, my mom just sees me with a bloody nose, crying, yelling at my dad, "Stop! His fucking nose is bleeding." Was your mom uh, abused as well, or is this mainly he just took his frustrations out on you? I was, I'm going to be honest with you. My dad, I don't know. My mom would never be, from what I know, my mom was never abused. She was the third of nine children, five girls and four boys. And my, my grand, on her side, my grandmother was a disciplinarian. Her dad was the mild mannered person who didn't want to, who, he was the mild man who hated confrontation. He hated violence. So did your mom's family know that your dad was doing all this stuff? 
Or See, did she keep that from her family? We, we, they knew some. Some of them knew what was going on. Some of them just turned. They turned a blind eye to it. And then, because my dad would treat my cousins better than he would treat me. So do you? Do you really believe when he was saying he was embarrassed of his, you know, retarded son? Is this just? It's so funny how when we go to things like parent-teacher conferences, open house, or if I run into one of my dad's friends, wow, you got some really intelligent children. Mm. But um, one time he said, no, they're dumb as all hell. That's what your dad was saying? No, because one, one time I was trying to tell, I was, because some of my dad's friends used to come by the house. They'd always see me at the dinner table putting in some rigorous study time. You're right. And they'd be like, wow, he's really, he wants to pass that test. He, he's over there at that table. He ain't outside playing. He ain't on the game. He's studying. Mm-hmm. That, and <laughs> he's intelligent. He's absorbing all that stuff like a hungry sponge. Like, yeah, just trying to, you know, give you mm-hmm. a building block pretty much. And that's like, good. I still, things were cool. That's like, when we were playing some game on PlayStation, I forgot what it was. My dad was like, come on, Trav, show him how it's done. And I beat a friend in the game, one of his friends on the game on PlayStation. He's like, dang, he good. How'd you get so good? I'm like, I practice. And then, but anyway, like. So, when, y'all, so y'all did have some good I, I tried going fishing, bonding time. I tried to go fishing with him. I played games with him. We'd play Tekken and NBA Live and all that and Madden. I tried to bond with him because I still had a soft side for him. Maybe because that's just Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, that wall just kept growing. But like I said, on 2011, on that day before Father's Day, and you know what? I This still kind of haunts me. Although I know, and I'm not trying to drag religion into this, I know that I am forgiven. Right. And I just remember that was the day when he hit me, I had enough. And I just remember grabbing him by the shirt and I started punching him in the face. Mm-hmm. And I bit, punched him and I bit him. Where when I was punching him, I just remember with tears streaming down my face yelling, stop fucking hitting me. And that led us going on a month without talking to each other. Then, uh, somewhere around late July, early like early July, late June of the same year, his dad would have his 70th birthday party. We didn't know the dad was sick. Oh, okay. The dad had liver cancer, and he didn't tell us until mid to late July. Well, his dad, my dad's dad, yeah. paternal grandfather, and um, I here I am. We were at a point in time where it was his birthday, so we tried to put on a facade saying when we're in the public, view of the public, we're one big happy family. But behind closed doors, we're at each other's throats. Where we're ready, it's like we're ready to murder each other. And this was your whole family decided to go along with this? Things are just mainly you and your dad just trying to keep peace. We're trying to keep peace. Sometimes it felt like the way I could keep peace with my dad is don't be under the same roof as him unsupervised because it got to the point where I got tired of calling my mom every time me and my dad would have a fight. And if my mom had to keep coming and leaving her job to try to break it up. Yeah, then she would probably lose her job or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, well, mom, look, I tell you, but it came to a point one time I told my mom, mom, look, I'll meet you at... I'll meet you at my grandma's at my mom and papa. You can pick me up there. Dad's not, dad and I aren't getting along. So instead of you coming to my rescue, I will go home together. Be there. Yeah. Or better yet, or I'll go to, I'm at so-and-so's house. When you get off of work, let me know, or you can come pick me up. Now, did any of your, your friends know that this was going on, that, that you went by? Like, I just told them this. And so they allowed you to come there just to get away. Yeah, okay. they said, "Look, why don't you?" One of my friends said, "Look, my parents aren't home, but they like you anyway. You can come over to my house, escape all that. You can play the game with me. Right. Take your mind off of it. Right. 
So you did. And I still think about, or even when I wonder, one of my friends even said, "Let's go to it. look." I understand things aren't going good with you and your dad right now. We're going to the gym. We're gonna work out. Take your mind off it a little bit. You can hang with me for today. How's that? You wanna hang with me? You don't have to go home if you don't want to. You can stay with me. Okay. Well, not stay tonight, but you can yeah, stay. Yeah, just stay there just and see to you, um, mm-hmm. whatever got home. And I remember from in twenty didn't didn't somewhere along the line. After that, things did calm down for a bit between July of 2011. And then somewhere along the line, they just started to pick back up around November of 2012. And that was the year, November of 2012, it all started. Oh, my sweet Jesus. I don't, I still, and this is, it's amazing how fast time goes by these days because. I'll never forget it, but I'm but I remember around mid, mid to late October of the same year, starting college and everything. I don't know if you remember or you're familiar with financial aid refunds. Like, let's say you're whatever you're to whatever you went to school on a grant to the scholarship would pay for your tuition for the semester. All you have to do is go to class and get good grades. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about your books. You don't have to worry about nothing. It's all covered. Right. So, and whatever is left over goes to you. Right. So I had about a few hundred dollars on me. One Friday, I learned, I got my money in like six, seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Which back in 2012, seven hundred dollars could go a little bit further than it does <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, definitely. And... Mom, let me be honest with you, 19-year-old me, getting a, I'm going to be honest with you, getting a job at 19 was the least of my concern. I said, I'll get a job after I graduate college. I want to focus on my studies. Right. So, let's say I got the money, so we, my mom said, let's get your money. It's time for you. And we know in October, it's pretty much fall. It's not going to be as hot, so. Yeah. And plus well, you can't tell now because even the dang October's are, are starting to get heated up down here. I mean, Louisiana has its own weather it's ecosystem. It's bipolar. <laughs> Shoot. And I, just, I know you're trying to bring some light to a dark situation. I respect that. Well, but, no, I don't want you to, because you can mm-hmm. tell that it's, it's, it's hard for you to, to talk about and stuff. So, I mean, and, just take your time. You know, I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, finish, you know, finish your thing. Well, so, I decided to get my money. And I didn't spend a whole lot of cash all on me. I did contribute to the house. I mean, yeah, I did get some clothes because guess what? Winter was, the temperature was dropping. Mm-hmm. Get me some new sneakers. I, heck, I remember I even treated my mom to, I told her, well, I'll tell you what, since I got some money left over, I'm going to give my dad some money. He could do what he wants to do. I'm going to give you some money. You can... Get your hair and nails done if you want. And I'll give you some money to put towards a bill. Okay. And I will go ahead and I went ahead. Being the 19-year-old, I'm going to admit, I'm a child at heart. If anyone who knows me personally. (laughs) And I collect action figures. I make model kits. And if you know me personally, I still love to play video games. Yeah, don't feel bad. I mean, I have friends that are older than you that... They play video games, so that's universal. People still play their games. So, I asked my mom, it's like a little kid asking, can we go for ice cream? Mm -hmm. I asked her, well, can I go to GameStop? There's a game I kind of want, and I want to pre-order it. There's a game I want that's already out, but I kind of want it anyway. My mom's like, it's your money, sure. Yeah. So... I went to GameStop and I pre-ordered Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Okay. And that that was hot in 2012 (laughs) and through the majority of 2013. That was hot. So I pre-ordered that and then I bought me 007 GoldenEye Reloaded for PlayStation 3, which originally came out on the Wii Uh in like late 2010, 2011, but got re-released on Xbox 360 and Wii. Well, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. And 
in 2011, but I bought a used copy in 2012. But it didn't matter as long as I had the game, so I was cool with that. Yeah. So fast forward to early, somewhere in November of 2012. It was a Tuesday morning. I'll never forget. I just ate my breakfast and I'm just getting ready to go grab my book bag so I could get ready to leave to go to Delgado. Mind you, this is my first year of college. So I asked my mom, hey mom, if you're not busy, if you're not busy this afternoon, can I stop at GameStop to pick up my game? It comes out, it came out today. It's like, my mom said, okay, sure. Be ready for one o'clock. Okay. And mind you, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at the time, I only had one class. But I spent, uh, after that one class, I spent my time studying. And then my dad throws his two cents in saying, you need to stop spending your money on all those games. And I got mad at my dad when he said it. And I said, well, you need to stop drinking. And it was like a standoff for a second. Where he, and my mom was like, okay, Trevor... Sorry, forgive me. Okay, son, you need to get in the son, get in the car. Get in the car right now. Oh, but why? What? No, because he, she knew there was about to be some tension between me and my dad, so she's like, go get in the car. Oh, okay. I'll, I'm get in the car. I'm taking you to school right now. So midway, halfway to school, my dad calls me. Oh, but when I bought you that PlayStation Network card, you didn't. You, I was a cool then. Now you don't. Now you don't want nothing to say to me. And that's when my mom looked at me and said, "Hang up the phone." So I did what my mom said. I hung up, and I. It was hard to focus at school that day because of that. It was hard to focus. I was less attentive. I was, and I tried to let it go, but I kept stewing and brewing over it. And then when I finally did let it go. When my mom did pick me up from school that day. Alright, son, I'm taking you a deal's a deal. I'm taking you to GameStop to pick up your game. I pick up the game, but I'm eager to go home and play it. My mom's like, go play your game, son. I'm going to take a nap. My dad calls me and says, sit down, I want to talk to you. I'm saying you need to spend your money on better stuff. You're getting older by the minute. You don't need to be buying these games anymore. I'm like, I said under my breath, well, excuse me for treating myself to something I worked hard for. And then my mom couldn't take her nap because she knew the tension was brewing. And I'm like, Dad, I just want to go home. I just want to go and play my game. Is that too much to ask? So my dad's like, so he, my dad's voice is being raised and he's like, and the next thing you know, my mom's hopping out of, what is going on here? And I just remember my mom my dad just says, I'm about to beat the fuck out your son. And I just remember I took the game, the game case with the disc still in it. The game, thankfully, it didn't break. I just slammed it on the kitchen counter. And I said, leave. And I just remember yelling at my dad, fucking leave me alone. And my mom takes me to my grandmother's house. You need to go. I need you away from the house. You need to calm down. So I go to my grandmother's house for a few hours, and I'm like... Did she talk to your grandmother? No, because the thing is, my mom says, you need to go, I want you over here, and I want you to calm down. Mm-hmm. And I told some of my aunts were at my grandparents, they were like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm here to calm down. My dad and I got into getting into a fight. So about after two, three hours at my grandmother's house, my mom says, all right, we can go home now. So I tried to go home and get on the game. And my dad is like, um, my dad is expecting me to speak to him, but I was still feeling kind of raw. Right. Where I didn't want to say nothing to him. So after that, things did heal. Until December 27, 2012. They heated all over again. We had a fight. But then 2013, boy. I look at 2013 and I say to myself, that was the year from hell. And um, being, the, being the religious person I am, I was said I was I'm be, be honest with you, I was mad at God and I said, you know what God, you're not living up to your end of the deal, so I'm not living up to mine. Oh, wow. 
So the situation is so bad when you started questioning your fate. Yeah, and I'm like, you told me you'd deliver me from this. Why are you letting me go through this? Don't you love me? And I just remember 2013, me and my dad would have some really nasty fights. I remember one of our biggest nasty fights, the police had to break it up. And half the neighborhood had to break it up. And I remember yelling at my dad. And no child should ever yell this to their parent where I yelled at my dad, fuck you. And it was that sudden, it was the week leading up to the Super Bowl that year where I had to spend up packing some clothes and staying a few nights at my grandparents'. Then I just remember the Sunday before Mardi Gras that same year in 2013. My dad yells, my dad pulls me aside and says, Boy, have you ever raised a fist to me ever again? I'm your daddy and I love you, but I'll kill you. So I, 2013 was tumultuous. There were days I couldn't even stay home with my dad because of how bad things were. And then somewhere along, then. I just remember Mardi Gras day that day in 2013 where he comes home tore down drunk and when he's drunk he's talking to himself he's saying man I'm in this motherfucker all by myself because my youngest boy is trying to kill me he knows I have all kinds of health issues and he's trying to kill me saying he hates me and this is what he was saying to himself mm-hmm. see my mom kind of thought Maybe my dad might commit suicide because how he's talking like this. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a murder-suicide. But here's the thing. Thankfully, he didn't come to that. Now, where, by chance, do you, do you and your mom talk about, you know, these events, things that happened in the past? Do y'all talk She's, about She likes to say, it's in the past, son. He's here, we're not. He's not here, but we are. So your dad is... My dad's not dead, but... My parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. My dad lives in Homa. And the last time I seen my dad was in 2020, when we laid his mother to rest. And, I mean, I tried to talk to him on his birthday. He said he'd call me back, but he never called me back. Do you think that your dad really just... His kids, so how do you do you think he's not happy with himself? And if you're not happy with yourself, you're gonna try to make others feel low too, right? Because misery loves company, right? And so, 2013, I mean, then I just remember how raw I was feeling towards him. My heart was hardened towards my father. Well, I, I mean, we. Everybody that's listening is going to understand that. And I mean, you've been through a lot. Mother's Day of 2013, I remember the day before he tried to make a joke because of some weight I gained. I'm getting ready for church on Mother's Day. Of that same, of Mother's Day 2013. Well, son, I'm your daddy. I'll never do anything to, to hurt you. I love you. And I said, mm-hmm. What, you don't love me back? I said, Dad, I don't know. What do you mean, no? It's a yes or no question. I'm like, Dad, after the altar, what you put me through? I don't know. So at this time, was he... He was sober when he asked me that question. I said, I don't know. So do you think he knew? What Was he thinking about the stuff that he's done in the past and feeling guilty? Is that why he asked? Or Well, that's like in early 2013, he tried to ask me... Because because of a fight we had, he tried to ask me, "Are you contemplating suicide?" He asked you, "Were you?" What the fuck? And I just was like, and I said no. But next thing you know, I was so hurt. But at the same, I didn't say I didn't say no. I said no. I wasn't contemplating suicide. But I was just so hurt with all that was going on, where I didn't come out my room. I locked myself in my room that whole day. I'm trying to play games to take my mind off the pain. Right. And as I'm playing games, I start crying. And I'm playing all out with friends. They hear me crying on the other end of that microphone. I'm telling them. Well, let's pause. Let's pause. Let me, you know, 
It is, cause it, this is kind of tough. You know, I and mean, what, I, dude, I admire you for, you know, sharing the story with, with everybody. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that's listening, and if you, you know, y'all have been through something similar, y'all don't have to be ashamed of the things that you went through. You, you just, you have to find a way to, to believe in yourself and overcome these obstacles because just sitting here listening to this, you know, it makes you, it makes me think of different things that I had to struggle with. So a lot of us have mental traumas that we have not gotten over. So I want to thank you again for, you know, taking the time out I, um, to do this. I'm glad. You finished, you but know. Yeah, like I did, um, I did it, I... I just was playing that, playing the games all day. My dad's trying to give me money as a way to try to, I guess, buy my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, I don't want the money. And I, my mom was just texting me on my phone from her bedroom saying, are you okay? Are you okay? You can talk to me about anything. And I'm like, I'm fine. I just want to stay in my room. And before I went to bed that night, my mom, son, let's order a pizza and let's talk about this. We can put on a movie. You can watch anything you want. Or you can bring a game down here and let me see what you're playing. Do you, play. do you and your mom have a real close relationship? I don't know. I would like to think we do, but at the same time, I don't agree with some of the things my mom does. Now, a lot of us are like that. We don't all agree with the stuff that our parents do. Mm-hmm. But and Here's the thing. I understand that I'm an adult, but... My mom doesn't understand that I'm a child. I'm no longer. I'm her child, but I am not a child. But you know now. You you know when you are. If you ever do become a parent, you're going to look at your kids, even if they're adults, as your kids, right? Yes. You gotta you gotta understand that. Mm-hmm. You know that's for some parents. You know, and considering everything they say that letting go through, is hard to do. Yeah, it, it and is. I remember, like, let's say, so. My dad tried to say, my dad just started drinking and calling my grandmother. His mom saying, because my dad kept thinking I was going to commit suicide. And my dad kept saying, why does my son want to kill himself? But why was he thinking that? You never told him. And he was drinking himself like crazy that whole day today. But I told my dad that day, and I was just like, I like to call it the mercy rule. Where I told him like this, and I remember I took the $20 he kept trying to give me, and I said it like this, with tears streaming down my face. From this day forward, you can never say or do anything to ever hurt me again. And he agreed to this? And he broke his agreement. He broke his promise. My word didn't mean nothing. Then in 2014, we get into another fight. This was pretty much, I knew our time under the same roof was running thin. We had another fight where the police was called in August of 2014. I was so distraught from it, where I was so angry and fed up with my father. It landed me in the hospital. Oh, goodness. My mom says he, he has Asperger's or autism. He's not playing with a full deck. He's just... I'm taking him to the hospital so to get him to calm down. And she drives me to the hospital. Next thing you know, they make me sit in a bed. They give me something to eat, a pill, and it puts me to sleep. And the next day, my mom visits me in the hospital with tears streaming down her face saying why are you so angry who did she looked at me like what? why are you so angry so she did she forget all of do you think did she is she blocking out did she just block out a lot of the stuff that was taking place or what uh, maybe she was because at the first and it used to annoy me with her because she put him over me. And 
I just then I, our last but my last fight I had with my dad November 2014 on our way to a funeral in Oma we get into a fight on the road where my dad we make my dad get out the car and walk to where he was trying to go and we wound up going driving all the way from Oma back to Terrytown and I remember waking, going to bed that night and waking up that next morning hearing from my dad me and Trevor are, oops, me and my son aren't going to make it under the same roof and I'm not going nowhere and that little nigga has to leave the house so for a he while he told it to your mom? yeah and I was like you know ma I have to leave and I did leave I lived with my aunt for a while and my aunt was my ride to and fro work from no, between November and J- of 2014 through January of 2015. In January 2015, that's when, and my dad, I've heard of, okay, before I go any further, I know we all heard of the term sore loser, but have, is, has anyone ever heard of the term sore winner? Yeah, I mean, some people, then they feel like they gotten the best of a situation Cause and they gloat about it. Because he was a sore winner basking in his where we thought we'd all have to bend down and kiss his ass because he was drunk one night both of my both of my boys are at the house this is my house wait so this is coming this is because this is what my mom told me he says this is his house but the deed is not in his name he doesn't even pay the bills he lives off of the he lived on unemployment so it was just him and your mom yes. after you and the brother left. Uh-huh. So why did she why did she stay? That's some not uh, that's the question I still try to ask her. And she kept trying to tell me, son, I'm gonna try to work hard to get you home before Christmas. I'm gonna try to get you home before we bring in the new year. Guess what? Christmas Thanksgiving, it came and went. Christmas, it came and went. New Year's, it came and went. It didn't take until around the week of Dr. King Day. Dr. King Day 2015, where my dad was drunk and cursing at my mom saying, you need to suck a dog's dick and all that other stuff. Wait, what? How my dad was cussing at my mom calling her, and dad calling her all kinds of bitches and hoes. So what? And then it came to the point where my mom said, you know what, enough is enough. I'm about to get this letter cert- go to a notary, get this letter certified. I went with her, my mom, to Sears to get this letter certified. And it took about a good week, a good few days, day or two to get it certified. And so I came home from, it was Thursday, uh, Thursday in January of 2015. Now, at this point, when with the certified thing, you were back or you were still with I was still aunt? with my aunt. And so my mom picked me up from work that day and I'm like, Mom, where's my 18? Son, I'm picking you up to work today. I got something I want to tell you. I'm going to tell you this. Your dad is no longer, as of tomorrow, your dad will no longer be living with us. Oh, I know that had to be a relief. And when I heard that, I just remember, I heard, oh, my dad recorded, my mom recorded the conversation on speaker. And... I heard my dad said I was never happy with you or my two dumbass children and I was be honest with you I still felt raw if he was in heaven with her I'm I'm sorry that y'all had to go through that 2015 well guess what then that Friday after excuse me are, are you so and so yes sir been served and that Friday he packed all his most of his stuff and left to go to Homa me on the other hand I packed my stuff and I moved back home and I and it felt it felt damn good to be home right and to sleep in my own bed again to watch TV on the keep the lights on until whenever without being and it just felt damn good yeah and you know what? I didn't. And he did come by for a while. For in February of 2015, he picked up more of his stuff. And I didn't want to say nothing to him, but my mom was like, "Come down here and say hey, hello to your father." And 
there the, the tensions were still high between me and my 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 dad my mom and dad where they were still cursing each other out or getting this stuff my mom killed it with the oh kiss my natural black ass <laughs> I tried and I was trying to smirk and hold it and I'm like how you doing dad he's like alright son how you doing and it's so sad how my dad tried to even get us to say can we sit down through counseling through this we offered counseling you turned it down cause you said nothing was wrong so do y'all do you think that as of now do you think counseling would would help help y'all get through this or how, how y'all as a as a family now I mean do you okay. still I know you still you know, your mom's still with you mm-hmm. so do you guys have sometimes I'm saying like this the best way you can prove you love somebody you gotta remove yourself from the equation sometimes you gotta love from a distance to, rather than not love at all That's and true. one thing I try to tell people is I still I still I, I told me and my mom we both said we, I wouldn't take the rest of our lives to heal <laughs> and my dad hasn't been to this house. I haven't. My dad no longer sleeps at this house. It's been since 2015. We're in 2022 now. It's about to be seven years. Well, it's been seven years. I don't have to come home to the house with loud music playing with him drinking. I can come. Sometimes I can come home to peace and quiet. But in 26. But like I said, also in 2016, my grandparent, my paternal, my maternal grandparents moved in. And but it's been so, it's been blissful, mm-hmm. it's been peaceful where we can now get a function where I can go to work and not I can go and rest my head. I don't have to be asked for alcohol money. Yeah. If if you could give mm-hmm. advice to parents in dealing with son or daughter that has your condition or for any parent that may be in some kind of abusive situation what would you do what would you tell that for that that, that the parents for a child who may have something like Asperger's or autism my strongest advice to you patience please be patient they're not doing this on purpose. They're not trying to make a scene. That's all. And here's the thing. Our no two brains function the same. I just process my... I just pro- learn things differently than others. I converse differently with others. Please be patient with me. Uh, if you had and, to give the advice to a child, a teenager, or anybody and here's, growing up and, out there, what would you tell them? And for your parents... Some of them are learning along as they go. They're going to make mistakes along the way. Forgive them. They don't know all the answers. It's, and here's the thing. There, there are days where I used to beat myself up because of this disability, because of this. But I told myself, but look at the progress I've made. Right. I've graduated high school when people said I was... When I graduated high school, when people wrote me off as a failure, and the best revenge you can have on somebody is to prove them wrong. Right, success. And say it again. That's true. The um, and here's I still think about how people said I wasn't gonna get a job. I was gonna get money from the government and live off of that. But I held a job at a grocery store for seven years. I even worked throughout the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic. Despite how tired I was as I, when I left work and when I went to work during that thick of the pandemic, those six months, well, that first, the rest of 20, the remainder of 2020, during the height of the pandemic, when you couldn't celebrate, let alone be with your family, if you were with your family, it had to be a socially distant event. I had to work. Didn't I remember during the vaccine rollouts? I, I didn't guess what. And even in those seven years, I remember 
when there were some people who didn't want to come into work, either I'd fill in, and I was one of them, I'd have to suck in my gut to keep going. Despite what was going on in my life, I didn't have, I just told myself, get up and make this money. All right, wait, are you? Serious question? Are you proud of, of, of the accomplishments you made? I am proud. And guess what? I still have so far to go. We all do. We all do. Everybody does, don't they? Look, don't think you're the only person mm-hmm. that's... I left a grocery store job in September of 2021 to work at a nursing home. And... Try to keep the name out of it. But you can talk about but it. How's your experience been? The nurse... But is it, are you glad to have moved on from the um, from the store? I am. And that's good. You gotta... Because here's the thing. Can't stay in one place for too long. You'll get cold feet. Yeah. And, and the, main, the main reason I, I say you don't drop the name of your of where you're working at because, you know, you, you don't want no problems. So that's why it's, it's best sometimes to just keep that, keep that out of there. One thing I'd say about the workforce is you can't choose your, as we all know, you can't choose your worker. we had to take a slight break to decompress so i'm about to close this out um i want to thank my friend for coming on to share his story and i hope that anybody else that's going through something similar or trying to overcome the ghost of the past and we just hope that you all are able to find somebody to talk to that you know that you aren't the same person you were when you were experiencing abuse and that you got to do this for yourself you know you you've got to find your way forward and don't let things drag you down don't let people emotionally railroad you into being trapped in your past you know i mean some a lot of things trigger us when you go through you know different things so do you want to say any closing words to the people? I mean, if you want to share any kind of last well wishes or, or just anything, you know, feel free. You want to say something? As stated before, parents while raising your child who has a mental disability, please be patient with them because put yourself in their shoes. You don't would go in, you you would want to be able to be patient with you when you're learning how to do something and that goes with anything how to prepare a meal how to drive a car there's something as simple as math problems and other things let people be patient you be patient with them and be you be patient with them and you they be patient with you because what goes around comes around that's so, I thought that was me. And um, another thing too, parents and also children, for any parents, if you're for your parents, you may not agree with them, but some most it's what they say goes, but even for the first time parents, they don't know, they're not going to get it all right the first time. Forgive your parent, forgive them. And if you, when, if and when you become a parent, you can use your experience as a way of what not to do. Mm-hmm. So when your it's your turn to step up to the plate. You can learn from this, and like Rafiki from The Lion King once said, the past it can hurt, but there's one or two things you can do. You can either learn from it or run from it. And what I've done through these past years of my life. Through the, through the hardships and through the struggles, I've learned from it, I've, and I'm learning to heal from it. I'm still in Houston. I say I'm healed, but I also think I'm still healing. And but over time, your in time, your wounds will heal, mm-hmm. and the sun will shine. If you, I tell people like this, the sun will shine again. 
And on that note, I'm going to close this out. Thanks again for coming on, man. All right. For all the listeners, thank y'all so much for taking the time to hear this. And my heart goes out to each and everybody that's either going through abusive relationship, getting out of one, or just know somebody that's dealing with this struggle. So y'all have a good one and take care.